0: You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. Radio. Welcome to Scribblers Radio, kids interviewing authors in the Conversation Caravan at Scribblers Festival 2019. This is Amelia speaking with Philip Arder, author of numerous books, including the award winning Eddie Dickens Adventures. The six foot seven writer climbed into our tiny caravan with his friend Malcolm to share a little about his work.
1: For those who can't see it, uh, I was asked to climb into a caravan that's slightly smaller than I am. So there are people going, hey, look at the guy in the caravan suit, when it's actually my arms and legs sticking through the window. But but thank you for having me. I should say I brought Malcolm with me, who is a stuffed Mm. stoat, who is a character in one of my books who's wielded by... um, a character called Even Mad Aunt Maud, and we don't know whether she's called Even Mad Aunt Maud because she's even more mad than her husband, Mad Uncle Jack, or whether she's called Even Mad Aunt Maud because she's even more mad than when she was playing old Mad Aunt Maud. Um, but she uses okay. him as a truncheon, and um, the, 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 I had one made. I, it was made for me by my American publisher, oh. and you can see the state here. But they were worried a truncheon is what policemen hit people over the head with uh, when they deserve it, and they're a bit worried that I'd hit the kids with the truncheon, so even Mad Aunt Maud would hold this is great radio because no one can see this, uh, would hold Malcolm by the tail. (coughs) Sorry, I'm getting emotional. (coughs) And coughing up across. It would hit people with it. And um, they made sure I couldn't do that by putting a floppy tail. So when I hold it to hit a child...
0: So how are you finding Australia? It
1: was very easy to find. I just got off the aeroplane and there was a car and I believed them that I was in Australia. We did stop off in Dubai and again I had to believe them because I didn't leave the airport. So it could have been one big film set. But no, really nice. Not too hot. I've been to Sydney and Melbourne before. I've never been to Perth. And so it's nice. You don't want it to be too chilly or it's not worth spending 26 hours getting here. Uh, But natives are friendly. Uh, Food's good. It's sunny and I get to talk about me. So it's really great. (laughs)
0: So, you've written over 100 books in your lifetime. How do you manage to stay creative?
1: Oh, that's a difficult one. I think it helps being rubbish at everything else. I don't know how to drive a car, which is why I married my second wife. She had a driving license. Um, I'm rubbish at DIY, do it yourself. You know, I can't put shelves up and things like that. I have no interest in sport. Um, i never picked up a guitar to play a musical instrument at all, so basically all I can do is either pick the dirt between my toes, uh, wash my beard, or write, so I may as well write, and the more you do something I suppose the better you get at it. Mm.
0: That's a good answer. (laughs) As an author you must spend a lot of time writing, but do you have any other hobbies?
1: Well, again, that's a brilliant question because yeah. I do go to quite a lot of festivals because the more successful you are, the more they try and stop you writing by sending you to Perth and things. Um, so I can't remember the question, so I'm going to let you subtly ask it to me again while I just okay. play with my beard.
0: Do you have any other hobbies? Thank
1: you, hobbies, right. Well, I'm fascinated in history and I'm very lucky in that uh, uh, England's a very old country. All countries mm. are the same age. You may have spotted that, but we've consistently had uh, sort of European settlers there Yeah. In a very very long time so we've got mounds of earth that people used to live in that they call castles are a bit disappointed yeah. because they're just mounds of earth right away yeah. up to the present day so there are medieval buildings and Georgian buildings and Victorian buildings yeah. and I love going around and looking at them and I'm very lucky because my hobby becomes my work because I write oh. books for the National Trust as well oh, who are wow. the people who own these things and I always say to children if I owned a castle I go <laughs> it's mine you can't come in go away mine and throw things at them over the moat." but in the National Trust they look after it for the nation So you can go and look around. I'm a member. So writing books with them is fantastic because I get to go to all these places that I probably go to anyway. And I Mm. also get to do events there. So I can say I've done events in castles and stately homes.
0: Wow, that's cool. Nice. (laughs) So when you were in school, what did you think you were going to be when you grew up?
1: I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of school, to be honest. Mm. Again, because I think people are interested in sport and stuff like that. They're competitive. (laughs) And I'm not a naturally competitive person. Mm. You know uh, But I I was a writer Before I could write I was Mm. I used to draw squiggles In in old sort of books And things like that And squiggles and pictures And then I learnt Words and sentences And Mm and wrote stories. So I think I was always a writer, but I didn't necessarily know that that was a job you could do, like a milkman or a dustman or mm. something like that. So I'm not sure I, I knew what I wanted to do, but I knew yeah. I'd always write whatever I did.
0: Yeah. Do you illustrate as well?
1: No. And when people say to me, I love the pictures in your books, I go, yeah. yeah, thank you very much. And I'm not actually saying that I do them, I'm just uh, sucking in the <laughs> glory. Um, no I don't and I'm very lucky with illustrators I work with I work with a chap called David Roberts on about nine of my Hi. books and he's now very successful purely thanks to me and not to his incredible talent I work with actually, have you heard of a book called The Gruffalo? Yeah, well, Axel Scheffler illustrated The Gruffalo, and he did a series of books with me called The Grunts, not picture books, but older books, about a really grubby family who live in a caravan. And I should Mm. say, today we're in a caravan. (laughs) Their caravan is not nearly as nice as this. It's made from an old garden shed. So it was great working with Axel, who is German, so I can be very rude about his accent when we do events together. Um, and i also worked with someone called Elissa Elwick and we're quite unusual in that what often happens with picture books is people don't necessarily, the writer and the illustrator don't necessarily even meet um, people don't realise this. So, someone sells a script. They come up with a story. They sell it to the to the publisher, and then the publisher find an illustrator who think they would be good. And they don't even let the two of them talk. <laughs> but with Alyssa Elwick and I, um, we actually work together. She may even come up with the idea, and then we'll do it. Oh, and then we take cool. it to the publisher and say, you either have both of us or none. I say none. <laughs> so I uh, not drawing means I get to collaborate with some really interesting people.
0: Oh that's awesome. Um, so have you ever heard of Desert Island Discs?
1: I have heard yeah. of Desert Island Discs. I would attempt the theme tune, but you would have to pay the <laughs> copyright for the uh, playing the music.
0: So it was playing in the car the other day. My dad listens to it all yeah, the time. Yes. And I had an idea. I thought um, I, maybe I should ask the authors if you could take one book and one song with you on a desert, which one would you choose? Wow.
1: One book and one song. Right. Well, the song would have to be a Beatles song because as you know um, Paul McCartney who is one of the two surviving Beatles because John yeah. is dead and George is dead Ringo hides a lot behind his yeah. large nose. And then that leaves Sir Paul, who's still out there performing. Uh, Paul and I um, wrote a book together, oh, wow. and in the book, there's a song. There's a, there's a crocodile that is an opera singer, and she loves the acoustics of the uh, of the drain. So she lives in the drain system because uh, it echoes beautifully. And in the book, she sings a song. So Paul and I wrote a little oh. song that she could sing together. So I can go. When I wrote my <laughs> song with Paul McCartney, um, so it had to be a Beatles song. Very difficult to choose so i'm going to cheat and i'm going to say i'm going to i'd be allowed a record so uh. I'd probably i'd probably go for sergeant pepper or something <gasps> like that's that that's a yeah, good, good, good one job. Yeah. Well, book is difficult because mm. i love reading mm. and um if i went to a desert island and i was never allowed to read again i'd be mm. very upset yeah. but my need is to write mm. so what i'd probably do is ask for the book with as many pages as possible ah, that's and amazing. then i would write I would use it to write all over with a piece of charcoal or something like that. That's quite awesome. So I'm not sure what the book is. But well, with lots of blank pages and and very large.
0: So that's all the questions I have for today. But thank you very much for doing this interview with me.
1: Again, great radio show, Mendon. Thank you very much indeed.
0: This interview was recorded in the Conversation Caravan at Scribblers Festival 2019. For more stories and info about the festival, head to ScribblersFestival.com.au
1: You're listening to Scribblers Radio, and if you aren't, you should be, which means you couldn't be hearing this in the first place, so what am I talking about?